But how is everybody tonight? Hello, everybody. How are we? If you're in Perth at the moment, you'll agree. It's so gloomy and sad outside. I have not been outside since this morning when my... I got a new fridge just quietly. I I know it's not gaming related, but I got a new fridge and it was delivered this morning. And I was very happy. Um, Getting our stream up. Here we go. Yeah. I I have not been outside either. I can just hear how rainy and gross and terrible it looks. So it's just given me all the more reason to stay inside and get some work done. (laughs) Always nice. It's been like... my Wednesdays, like, I'm part-time at my, my day job, so I don't work Wednesdays. But Wednesdays has turned into, like, one of my busiest days of the week because, like, mm. I do the pre-record for, for Nuts and Bolts, which airs on Thursday, um, and I try and get some other bits and pieces in and try and organise things. And then all of a sudden it, it's, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I need to eat and then getting ready for, for the weekly show. I mean, it's busy. busy. It's busy, but I just, it's so oh. good though. I love it. I love yeah. it. Hopefully this is the last thing you have Ooh. planned for today. It, it very much is. And I don't, well, oh, I was about to say, I don't know Oops. why, but Stormy's disappeared, but she's back now. No, that's, that's fine. Good. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> that's just my camera doing camera things, but it's yeah. all good. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is the, the last relaxing thing of your day. You can well, unwind after this. Just quietly. It's, it kind of is, but isn't so after the show like i i do stuff and get the show ready to go onto our podcast platforms which we've switched it over to anchor so get that ready and get a uh yeah just do more editing and make sure i never do that never stopped never oh, stopped no, it's like you. it's the longest absolute powerhouse yeah just so that's a peek behind the curtain there it it's <laughs> it it t- turns into a big day but like i said i love it i i love it. i love talking to to people like today we had for nuts and bolts we had a really good chat with some people which you'll have to tune in tomorrow night to see um what it was all about um but yeah it was really good having a chat and of course tonight on game on was, oh, let's see. my mind just went Poop. so i know you <laughs> went, i know you have to talk right now but i need to go and do something else so um but yes we're here with the game on Oz weekly show and let's let's jump into it i think i feel mm-hmm. like i've 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 uh, monopolized enough of the time here so i'm going to do it a little bit more but this time with some bloody good games of the week thanks to aussie broadband so I, we'll start with you tonight. What's your mm. bloody good game of the week? So I've been playing this one on Xbox Game Pass called Echo Generation. Um, it's this really sort of funky looking voxel uh, graphic. So it, for those that don't know, because it took me a while to remember what voxels were, it's basically 3D pixels. So it looks really, really blocky, but it's just got this charm to it. And it's a... Uh, sort of a mystery the best way i can describe the atmosphere of the game is it's very stranger things like it, it's, it's like okay. it, it has these mystery in there and there was a couple of parts in there where there was like genuine jump scares and scared the crap oh, out of me like yeah like it, it doesn't happen all the time but just this one little bit just yeah scared the crap out of me um but it's got these fights in it for turn-based combat um which which was really cool. I did, uh, if you're watching on twitch.tv slash game on Oz, you can see at the moment one of those going on. So this is a, a pretty early battle. So it's sort of teaching you um, how the battles go. And as you progress... Hey, 
Yeah, that's it. Because raccoons, they're trash pandas. You know, you don't care about that. Um, although that said, because you you get um, as you go go through the game, you get your um, your sister joins you in the party, and then you get pets which you can swap in and out. And one of the pets that you get is a raccoon. Oh, yeah. So that that's um, and and that's that's quite cool. Although I did find myself only using the cat mainly because the cat had a healing ability, so that just oh okay. Made, made so they're like a bit just your little support character then. Yeah. No, yeah. The, um, different roles. So kind of like the main abilities you get as the main character, like you can get some stuns and bleeding damage and poison damage and stuff like that. So it's just different sort of abilities really um and you expand those as you go through the game you find comics and they give you different abilities as well so it's oh, um yeah it's 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 quite fun I've, I've been really enjoying it i will say uh, how did you come across this one sorry I, just on games pass it was one of my trolling oh, through game game pass okay. and i just went cool what what's what's this one like and it, it looked interesting it's it's got some puzzle stuff in it as well so like you'll get to a certain bit and you'll need to go all right i need to get this thing to give to this this person to progress the story so then you've got to go and search out and find where that thing is um so like at one point to get to the next section you've got to find a bus pass so you've got to say somebody's got this bus pass cool but they want this so it's a little bit fetch questy sometimes but um but it, it it feels good it feels like that that little puzzle atmosphere um there were two things that i'll say that could do with some improvement um one is that uh the only way to refill your health is to either use healing uh healing items that you can get like cookies and like various little food things and stuff like that or sleep in a bed um but i think i only found three beds in the whole game and this is like a yeah. five six hour game um so they were very spread out um actually I'll, I'll add a third thing to there because everything is quite spread out there's no real fast there's no fast travel system so you're, oh. you're walking between things a lot and towards the end is of the game map? it's a reasonably big map for for a game of this this size um it, yeah there's it's, it is fairly spread out um still fairly full of stuff as well um but also like the last last thing i'll say about it just a slight little downside is that if you get stuck on a boss if you if you wipe out and die there's not a save point it takes you back to it just takes you back to when you entered that area oh. um, so but then it also starts you with half health so if you're struggling on a boss oh. you you get stuck there and there's not really it does have that that rpg sort of stuff where you get experience and and get better better stuff as you go along but there's not really a place where you can grind out those levels if you're struggling either um so yeah. some of the boss fights can get a little bit um grindy sometimes but yeah. but other than that it's got this really cool little story in it it's very atmospheric and it just it feels feels really nice i like like it that's that's it my like go on yeah. i was just going to say well that's my bloody good game of the week thanks to aussie broadband i was going to say it looks like you've been thrown into somebody's like lego world that they've like built up like from scratch like the whole kind of like 
town or little suburb and they've just thrown a little character in there. I love mm. the art style of it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, like the, the art style is is really cool. And even like like I said, the jump scare part of it was um, you go into the school and, and it's a, the weekend or the holidays or something. So nobody's in school. Um, but there's been this one kid who said, oh, I think there's ghosts in there. And I, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. And so I'm because I go ha 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 like you, there's like science fictiony sort of stuff going on. So you're going, oh, I'm not expecting ghosts in my science fiction game. Come on, um, and I'm walking down. There's this left to right hallway that you're walking down, and there's another hallway that comes off it in like a T junction, so you can see all the way down it. And I'm walking left to right, and all of a sudden there's like this these flashing sort of bits of a ghost there and like the sounds that go with it and i just shat myself i just went jesus can't do that to a guy come on um but yeah no it, it's it's been re- really good it, I, I do really like it so i can recommend it especially if you got game pass just on there it's uh good fun so did you, you end up finishing it then i did yeah i finished it yeah. in two sittings i think it must have been about six hours in the end so um yeah, okay yeah, a de- decent length for a uh, for a little indie game there because um, I was having a look at it. It's made by uh, a developer called Coco Cucumber. Um, what a cool name! I know. I was just thinking that myself. <laughs> like it's just, and we mentioned it before the show in our little pre-show bit. But like all I could think of when I saw that was Coco Melon like and which is like a kid's cartoon i don't even i've never seen it i just know my niece talks about it all the time her last birthday party was coco melon themed and that's just yeah where i go but um but yeah no it, it's a it's a cool little game definitely recommend it it's uh yeah it's just got this got this charm to it and i, I can highly recommend well before i get into mine i'm gonna quickly just go to the chat for a second mm-hmm. uh hello to charlie golf uh fat gamer doom cutie gamma uh gamma says i've been playing veil vr it's a first person shooter uh game built for vr and it's made by a 25 year old Ooh, pretty cool um uh, and doom cutie's right we're very close halfway through to the weekend now very exciting and raven sky our own our own raven thank you so much for the sub to the channel as well Oh, nice amazing. to have everyone here. Thanks, Raven. We've got uh, very familiar faces all here. That's Some it. Some of our own, our own team here too. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Um, I I'll talk about my bloody good game of the week, uh, which I played on launch or not on launch a few days after launch, and it's Bear and Breakfast. It was Bear and Breakfast. I came across it really randomly on. Twitter, I think it was. Uh, I don't know how, but I just saw that it was, uh, you know, saying that this was the release date, it's coming out soon, and I was, I went, oh, this looks really cute, and I followed it without much knowledge of what the game actually was. I just loved the art style, um, and the bear was cute, and I was like, well, that's good enough for me. Uh, and then I, I don't think there's any better way to kind of describe it except how the actual website does, so I'm just going to read off it. It's, it's pretty straightforward. So you build and run a bed and breakfast in the woods, but you're a bear. Um, and all, all the people coming in, like the tourists that are visiting, you know, your part of the forest, like where you live, they're all humans. Mm. And uh, this game's made by Gummy Cat and published by Armour Game Studios. 
Uh, so it's on Steam at the moment, and it's coming to Switch soon. Uh, they don't have a date for it just yet. But this game, I I love management games, and I I love any games that kind of require some element of building and things like that as well. And this kind of scratched the perfect itch for me. I, I streamed it when I first played it, and I, I could not stop. I was so invested from the beginning. Not, not just because of the building aspect, because it can be quite addictive, but... The actual characters in the dialogue it was it was really funny like there's some really great lines in there some surprisingly like a little bit dark or a little bit too real which i wasn't expecting from such a cutesy kind of game but it's got such a good sense of humor because basically hank and uh i've forgotten the name of the two other characters that you you meet at the very beginning they decide that they want to make a load of cash yeah as you do who doesn't um and uh, long story short they decide they're gonna open up a, uh, a bed and breakfast uh, right next to their home and basically as you build your bed and breakfast and you add things like your beds and your cabinets and you start decorating um, you have to meet certain comfort and decorative requirements of each guest that comes in to like maximize the amount of money that you make uh, which is really cool. So every day that kind of cycles through, you have to go to your little reception desk that you build up and book in the guests that come in. And ideally you want to have guests that match the kind of status of each room that you've built up and things like that. So the, this, what we have on the screen now uh, is the first bed and breakfast that you build and you have a little, little crafting station and everything too uh, that you can go and kind of develop and craft more things for in there. Uh, but the the map itself is actually pretty big because you'll start creating more BMBs as you go and they'll start to require different things like I think where I left off you had to start putting in things like a bathroom um, even you have specialty rooms uh, for certain uh, I think I think we ended up putting like some kind of bar or something oh, in nice. one of the BMBs my yeah, type of BMB like, yeah. Keg and stuff. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, to like you had, and it was all about just I guess it kind of gave me a little bit of the Sims meets, oh, I don't know, The Sims meets, no, City Skyline is such a bad example, but that's the only other game I could think of where I'm like, okay, these people living here in this kind of area have this kind of status they have to meet for, you know, things like hygiene and things like that. It kind of reminded me of that kind of concept. That's probably the best way I can describe it for myself. Uh, but yeah, there's some really interesting other characters you meet along the way. Uh, they're all quite different and have their own little sense of humor as well which is really endearing and yeah i just i loved it you could spend ages going back and forth between the bmbs and wanting to redecorate and increase the uh the comfort and the decoration scores for each room and things like that it's very easy to get lost in and carried away with but apparently there's a in this kind of story that they have for the game i've seen online the people behind this game were like, do not spoil like the ending or any of the stories for people. And I'm like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like, what have I not gotten up to yet? If the same, no spoilers. Cause on, you know, on the surface, it does look like just a cozy little, you know, management kind of game, but there's definitely more to it than it's letting on, I think. So I'm keen to play a bit more, but it's a beautiful, I don't, there's no other word I can say apart from cozy kind of game to play. And I, I think I'd be very tempted to play this on the Switch when it comes out for Switch 2. This looks like the perfect Switch game uh, to just 
get under the covers with, especially on weather like today, where it's so dark and gloomy and cold outside. Um, sure. And put on a little bear and breakfast, yeah. I am curious about the story, though, because, like, the trailer makes it look like this management sim that just, like like I say, nice little cosy game. But but then I, right at the end of it, there's, like, but there's a secret hidden in the little town of whatever it is. Like, yeah, and the fact that, you know, you said that the devs are saying please don't spoil the story for people makes me very curious as to what the story is actually about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued as well. Like, at the very beginning of the game, when you're introduced to the story, there is something dark and sinister that is kind of going on. So I, when I was kind of meeting the characters for the first time at the very beginning of playing, I went, oh, is this going to have some weird dark turn? Or, like, what's what's coming up that I don't know about? Or even doubting the fact, like, other humans that are coming into the B&B. It, it's funny, actually. We, we, if you look at Hank at the moment, he's just a bear. Like, he's plain, like big brown bear and um but when the visitors first start coming in they look very scared obviously because they're humans and it's a big bear um but <laughs> i didn't realize they stopped being scared at me until i started putting on things like i found a hat and as soon as i put on the hat or a pair of pants or something they just chilled out entirely they, uh, so i was like they, oh. weren't, they weren't scared they were just prudes they don't like nakedness Oh, yeah, I was like, oh, is it because Hank isn't wearing any clothes? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really, really intrigued because since that beginning of the game, I haven't seen anything that's indicated as anything dark or sinister or something else lurking on um, or lurking within this kind of area that you're playing in. So yeah, I, I'm really, really keen to get back into it. I absolutely love this game. So is how much outside of because like this this kind of looks like a, a almost not animal crossing but that sort of cool let's build our bed and breakfast and we'll go and collect resources so we can build build mm -hmm. it that is that is that what the game because like like i said the trailer sort of gives the impression that there's a little bit more like puzzles and and searching to it so to unlock the story have you gotten to any anything like that yeah well i there's there's been a few quests like maybe a few fetch quests and things like that i've had to do when it comes to meeting certain characters because there are humans around like very like i think off memory only two humans uh that i've met so far who are interacting with you despite the fact they don't understand what you're saying because you're a bear but they're sending you out to do things so there is other kind of storylines or little indicators telling you a little bit more about you know why the humans don't visit this area anymore and things like that because once you can kind of build your first bnb you're you're free to kind of do what you want uh and that's all down to how quickly you do the rest of the side quests or the fetch quests and things like that uh because what will happen is once you start progressing to the next day you'll go into your bnb once it's all built up you'll just add in a guest that you want to come visit your bnb so you can make that money and then you'll go and do other things that have got nothing to do with it so like the management part is very like to the core of this game like what it wants you to do but they do give you enough things to kind of get on with apart from that hmm. yeah sounds, it's, sounds, it's interesting. Sounds interesting yeah i feel like i've only scratched the surface with this because i i think when i left off i had about i think i was onto my third bnb and we just opened a diner um, which was really interesting. 
So it looks like it looks like there's this whole cooking element, and you know me, I love my cooking stuff. Yeah. Uh, that I I was like, oh my god, I get to cook stuff. What? And I haven't even delved into that yet, and don't know how it plays into everything else. Uh, and there's like a hidden area up in the woods uh, that I've only just discovered, which I haven't even started building yet, but. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I feel like I've only scratched the surface and there's so much more for me to do when I get back. It's very hard to stop playing once you're in the groove of it. Mm. Yeah, I highly highly recommend it if you like any of your building management stuff. Nice. Yeah, it, it um Yeah, it's 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 interesting from what you what you're saying because like from the trailer you sort of get the impression where it's a mishmash of genres, but it sounds like the early game is very much just the the building side of things. Yeah, it, I'm still yet to find out anything more beyond the cozy cuteness of it at mm. this stage. I because I know that there is some underlying thing happening in the story. I'm kind of second guessing everyone I meet because I'm like these these animals and stuff are so cute, and the fact that there's no humans around make me question. You know, are the humans bad? But none of the animals seem to not like the humans like they're pretty pretty chill about it but then i wonder if there's just some hidden secrets i haven't found yet or maybe maybe the animals maybe the animals are trying to encourage you to build a vnb here so they can sacrifice humans again i don't know maybe that's why humans maybe this avoid is, the maybe area this is the prequel to cult of the lamb oh my god can you imagine that <laughs> but oh so good uh, I, I, I feel like that's a, that's another talking off point because like I, I do want to talk about Cult of the Lamb because it's such an interesting game um, but I, I also feel we should would just uh, tie a little bow around this one um, and say thank you Aussie Broadband for bloody good game of the week we've got a couple there that you should check out and, and see how you go with it and if anyone else wants to share their bloody good games of the week with us mm. let us know exactly um, but yeah, so it is cold cult of land. Like I, I want to talk about this cause I think like you stormy, I didn't know that this was an Australian, um, company. Mm, I, no, like, I didn't realize that till recently. Yeah. Massive monster is a, uh, studio out of Melbourne. Um, and, and we love seeing Aussie devs do, do really good things. And the fact that they gotten in with Devolver digital, like they, they produce such amazing titles and it, it's yeah. so fun to 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 see them when they do well but cult of the lamb in particular like we were talking before the show and if you ever remember the the like the, there was a web series called happy tree friends yeah this is basically that in game <laughs> form to me it, it's it's just this overload of cuteness and then it's gonna kill you or even what like oh what was it it was there was an episode of South Park where Cartman starts telling this cute little Christmas story with all these little woodland critters and whatnot, and then it turns out that like oh, they're trying to sacrifice something, and, and like because they they talk Stan into killing some some tiger or something mm. that, but that was what was keeping the evilness of these little these cute little woodland creatures at bay. That's you know that's what this feels like. That yeah. It, it, but it, it, it's a quite a weird mashup of genres as well, um, where you've got the base building, almost Animal Crossing style relationship manager, and then you've got the roguelike side of it. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I, I think what I love about it is just that 
juxtaposition between kind of what Doom Cutie's saying at the moment. Mm. I'm just saying, I've been loving Cold of the Lamb. I've never felt so cutely evil. It's just, again, it's just the, the weird mix of the two. You have this adorable animation. And I've seen a few different little sneak peeks and trailers I've been putting out and lead up to the release. And you go, oh, it's so cute. And then you see like, you know, uh, sigils and, uh, you know, weapons and uh, eyes turning red and things like that. And it, I can't help but laugh because it's just, it's so, it's endearing, but it also makes you go, actually, what is this? Like, this is not what it looks like on the surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, yeah, it's an interesting kind of mashup of different genres. And I think all the things you've just said in terms of management, uh, roguelite as well, uh, which we'll go into later, because <laughs> I think, because, or even I don't, I don't know if you want to even start bringing it up now, because I, I love roguelite. Um, we'll get into that in a minute because I, I have some, some things that I would like Keep to say your about feelings that. about um, it at I'm, bay if you that's, can. For that's now. I'm going to bottle them up for a little bit longer because uh, one of the more interesting things I've seen about it is the Twitch integration. So for those mm, streamers tell me more out about there. That. Yeah, so I don't know don't know if you've seen it, but if you go and watch a streamer that's playing this game, you can interact with their their game if they've got got the um got the the, the extension on their Twitch channel. So mm. you can appear in their game with your name and you can help out doing things around oh, the that's place. So cool. Um yeah, and like I have I haven't gotten into it in depth, but yeah, it just it looks really cool and just another way to to help um streamers in uh what's the word my brain no work good today interact that's the word um with with the with their chats as well so um it, it's it is it's a cute little game and um i think it's we were, i was reading an article earlier on it um that says that they're based on the pre-orders they got from this they've already paid back their investment which is an amazing thing that's that's incredible i think that's really incredible and we were both both of us were looking at together to see where it kind of was on steam and it's one of the high ones up there in Mm. terms of like the top sellers at the moment and i don't know about you and kind of going back to the twitch uh side of things as well almost in the last week the majority of the people that i've been following uh have been playing cult of the lamb um and i i'm the temptation for me to get it and play it is is there is there just can't afford it right now but when i when i can i'm jumping onto it immediately i just i need to know more and it's it's a double-edged sword where i'm trying to avoid knowing as much as possible but then I also want to see everything that it's offering because everyone's raving about it. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm getting pulled in and like, I'm going to turn the faucet on a little bit to let this out. But I'm not a huge fan of base builders and those manage. Well, I, sorry, I like the management type games, but I like more like the Sim Cities and stuff like that. Um, but like when it comes to, especially managing relationships of people, like mm. characters in game not a huge fan of that not a fan of roguelikes either or rogue lights or likes or likes lights whatever it is um <laughs> and both of those together in a game don't really interest me but i sit there and i watch streamers play this game and i go i kind of want to play this 
<laughs> Maybe this one would be the one that would turn you not only for roguelikes, but also for no. management stuff. No. Maybe. No. You no. say no, not... I, I will clip this. You apply Do Cult it. of the Lamb clip and it. we'll come back. <laughs> sure. No, yep. It's, it's still... Yeah, now I I am firmly in my like I just I don't get rogue rogue style games. Like um they're just they're hard, they're not enjoyable for me to sit there and go like I the only one I found remotely enjoyable is Hades. And I did really like that. But I haven't gotten past the first boss because it's just <laughs> It's too hard the for me. Medusa? Uh, not Medusa. Uh, Meg, Meg? Um, Meg, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, like, but the stuff that happened in between made Hades interesting. Um, mm. But, yeah, for the most part, no, not interested in a roguelike. I'm not not interested in procedurally generated stuff because <laughs> if, if I'm not good enough to beat the game, I want to at least be able to remember what's coming next so I can prepare <laughs> and try and counter it. And and roguelikes just don't give me any of that. Well, I I had that kind of idea about that genre of game before I played Hades. I, I Hades was the first one, and I know I've mentioned it on the podcast, I, I feel like it, numerous times now, about how much I've fallen in love with it. I've actually got hades merch on the way to me as we speak um nice. just because i i was just so invested in uh the story and stuff and i knew there were other games that i had in my backlog like uh even like returnal uh death loop i also started but nothing nothing gripped me more than hades because i think the thing with the roguelike genre is to i think it's a big challenge to want to make the player especially after something that is so grindy um, and so challenging come back and want to do it again i think that's what hades does really well artistically and through its narrative i feel like it does it really well and so, i think sorry I, I just wanted to get on i just wanted to mention would like would you call death loop a a roguelike or is oh, that sorry not a roguelike but just more so like the the having to like go back and replay a part. I I realize I've I've kind mm. of mixed up the two concepts there, but yeah. the there, there's been a big surge of games where it's like okay, you die and you got to replay that part again. Whether mm. whether it is a proper rogue like game like Hades, mm. or whether like Deathloop with its concept of time and mm. reversing time and things like that. Because really I was going to say if if Death Deathloop is there, then you know I played Majora's Mask with its three day mechanic and. That's mm. definitely not roguelike. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I realized I, as soon as I said Deathloop, I, was, I thought, why did I say Deathloop? Yeah. And I'm just trying to think. But it's not quite the same. But it's interesting how there's been this... I, I feel there's been this little surge of, like, the concept of the game, like, mechanics is reversing time or going back or replaying something. Mm. Um, and that repetitiveness, I feel like... I think that's what I was trying to say, is, like, mm. that repetitiveness and that nature has to be done well. Mm. And I think what I like about Cold of the Lamb is that because it has so many different components to it that it offers, like with the management and the relationship stuff side of that, just gives that a little bit more oomph. There is a bit more to it than just that. I'm more intrigued to see if you do pick it up, Jim, and just see whether... I know there are other elements that you don't aren't particularly fond of, but how, whether that might just... How, oh, much, I don't know. how much is it? Let's, let's, have, let's have a look. How much? I think it's about... 
It's just under 40 bucks. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, like... Maybe I'll wait to see if it pops up on uh, on Games Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that if if I if I could have it, I'd have it right now. I'd be I'd be playing it because it like all those different features that the game offers really speaks to me. And yeah, I don't know. I've always had this weird fascination with the idea of, um, uh, I, I guess replayability in some spec, but the repetitiveness of something. I don't know. Maybe that's why I've always enjoyed enjoyed row lights or any games that kind of played with the concept of time. I think is really really cool. Yeah. yeah, and I don't have a problem with like the time time mechanics. Like Deathloop seems like an interesting game where, but that's one it doesn't change. It's not that procedurally no. generated thing that that roguelikes tend to get. Um, it it's. It's the same. You know where things are going to be. You you do certain things and it'll progress the story. Like I said, it's like Majora's Mask as well. It it, it had yeah. that time loop mechanic, but everything was still in the same place. And that's what gets me about roguelikes in general is is that um, I just... I can't... I, I just button mash half the time in those games. And at least when I learn where things are appearing, like yeah. um, Death's Door is probably a, a good one I can I can talk, talk to about that because that one had some quite challenging combat, but enemies spawned in the same locations. You knew as soon as you, like when you got into an arena of sorts, an enemy spawned there and you finished him and you knew the next one was going to spawn over there. So you could prepare mm. for that. You knew where you were heading, um, but yeah, just and roguelikes as well for me. Just at some point, just seem to turn into a bullet hell game where you just dodge dodging so much. There's so much on the screen, so much either <laughs> throwing stuff at you or or just trying to attack you, and it just it gets a little bit out of hand for me. And that's why I personally don't don't like them. Um, and. But that said, here's the thing, though. Out of everybody that I've watched playing Cult of Lamb, I have mm. yet to see them do the, the the dungeon section of the game. It's all been yeah, base right. building. That's all the stuff that you've seen, is that right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. that's like when, when I've been lurking in, in channels and whatnot. Like everybody seems to be really focused on the management side of it rather than the roguelike side of it. You know, okay, I'm. This is still on topic, but then also like I've just I've just discovered something. So I was looking into Deathloop. So rogue light and rogue like, yeah, are, are two different things. Yes. So do, do you know I, do you know the history of of the term? No, because so, apparently well, no, because the reason I'm saying this as well because apparently according to Game Rant, uh, Deathloop is a rogue light. Yeah, but not so, rogue like. So back in early days of gaming, I'm not sure whether it was like late 80s or early 90s sort of thing, there was a game that was called Rogue and it featured permadeath. So you died, you had to start again with nothing. Yeah. So when people say it's a rogue like, it means it's exactly the it's same like as that. Rogue. Yeah, you die yeah, and that's okay. it. And Rogue Light is where you still have that mechanic that happens, but in between your runs of the game, you can do things to make your run easier. So Hades, for instance, is a rogue light. 
because you can upgrade weapons and get more skills in between runs, which are permanent upgrades. Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. this is all making sense now because mm. I've never actually sat down and go, okay, what's the difference between light and like? And I thought people were saying the same thing, but differently. When it no. Isn't. So I, this is like, a, my mind has just been like fully awakened to yeah. <laughs> the absolute That's... confusion I've had this, like the last year going like light like yeah. uh, they and they sound similar too and that's mm. also really annoying <laughs> that's why i was stumbling over my words earlier on i'm going light like blah, 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 blah. but yeah yeah, yeah no right. they, okay. they are two different style styles of game based on the original game called rogue yeah right well if any mm. uh listeners or watchers are kind of somewhat gaming newbies like me we all learned something really interesting today <laughs> mm. but it's an interest it it like i i have this fascination just in the world in general about where words come from like we these days 90% of people would say rogue rogue like or rogue light game and not mm. realize where the term came from yeah and and it's even like regional things here in australia we'll say esky we're going to put it in the esky but everyone else in the world will say we're putting it in the cooler and cool. it's only because Esky was a really successful brand of cooler brand. here. So everybody just calls it an ex Esky. It's like, it's like a thermos. Yeah. Um, or even a Band-Aid. I'll go put a Band-Aid on it. To most of the world, it's a plaster. But to plaster. Australians, it's a Band-Aid because they were just a really successful band of plaster. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, isn't English great? Wasn't the language oh. just... It isn't language in itself just absolutely fascinating? <laughs> Well, it, it's it's also interesting because there have been cases of companies losing like trademarks and branding over a thing because it just enters the public vernacular so much that it comes to mean a generic thing rather than uh, the actual specific product. Mm. And I was trying to think of like an exception, but I, I I'm trying to remember exactly, but I'm reasonably sure there was a push at some time by Google to stop people saying, oh, just Google it, because it was becoming to mean just instead of going to Google and searching for it, it was the term was becoming to mean just search, search it, it somewhere. Yeah. And it could potentially mean that Google would lose ownership of the Google name, which is, once again, <laughs> incredible to me that that it would happen um yeah. but yeah it, it's it's it has happened in the past so companies are well aware of that uh, it's interesting like now you've got me started on interesting Sorry. stuff uh, no no yeah, no, no i like i like it because <laughs> like I, I i tell people like um I went to a quiz night a couple of weeks ago and I was coming out with... Oh, you'd be good at a quiz night. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> I, I have some very random knowledge in my head and, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough. I've lived a pretty broad life, I'd like to think, and I, um, I've travelled a fair bit. I've spent, like I've said before, I spent a year backpacking through Europe and so I'm not, I've learned a lot of broad history strokes type thing, mm. but... There are certain things that just stuck in my head that you go, oh, I know this now. And that's a really cool fact. Like the term daylight robbery. You've heard of that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it originally came around because someone in England thought it would be a really great idea to tax how many windows you had. 
So rather than pay the tax, people were bricking up their windows and calling it daylight robbery because they were literally stealing their sunlight because they couldn't afford to have that many windows. Oh, there you go. Another yeah. fun fun facts with Jim. That's it. I, I reckon should make that a, a whole segment. new segment. Yeah. <laughs> fun facts with Jim. Just let Jim go for a, for a bit. You know. Uh, oh my God! I'm I'm trying to. If, if, uh, I was uh, going to say if we're, if we're circling back to um cult with the lamb um, i would love to know i know doom cutie and reflex have played cult of the lamb uh, and i'd love to hear more from anyone else who has played it because i i'm just gonna live vicariously through you until i can get my hands on it i wonder if menthonzo's tried it because he really loved binding of isaac and he, he still plays it like his monday oh, night streams yeah, on his right. channel They're really into yeah. binding of isaac yeah so i um I, I must admit i haven't seen him or heard of him talking about other uh, roguelike sort of game so I don't know if mm. that's sort of his jam but yeah it would be interesting to to see if he's trying Cult of Lamb um, but no it's 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 like I said it's really great to see an Australian dev doing so well with the game and that like I said that, that, that made their investment back with um, with the pre-orders and there's it, from what I've uh, we've been hearing, there haven't been official numbers released, but it sounds like mm. they're on track to sell a million units in their first month. Yeah, that they so they wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, and then well, uh, according to uh, what's the article you got up here? Because I've just found it really. Um, fa- it was from from oh, it's Queensland. Oh, so the Queenslander. There you go. The Queenslander. They've yeah. said. Scroll down for me. Sorry, I've lost yeah. it. Oh, good. Sorry. <laughs> it said here uh, that, uh, I guess if you're a Cult of the Lamb fan, it says, uh, the large number of gamers trying the game have recovered bugs, but the massive monster team is working to fix them, devoting mm. the next 12 months to update and new content. So keep your eyes out yeah. for all those updates and new content coming your way. I think we're going to be absolutely, uh, what's the word? Absolutely spoiled. Mm. with any new content they give us given how many people are enjoying it just as it is right now <laughs> that's it and and look it i feel like australian game devs have been getting some really good games out over the last few few years like do you remember i think it um must have been 2020 sometime when untitled goose game came out and just yes. like it seemed like every second streamer was playing that and that was yeah. made by a Mel- melbourne studio me as well yeah <laughs> and, but it was just this stupidly annoying goose and you were annoying other people and it was just it was it, it was just the right mix of silly fun and doing stupid things and and yeah. it's so good and the i remember I was so addicted to it because I, I got it on the Switch as soon as it came out and I literally, I took it everywhere with me, like every spare moment I had because like th- to go back and do the extra little quests to do certain little missions or little objectives and stuff was so endearing and mm. so fun. Um, and then as soon as I put in, I think they put in multiplayer as well at some point. Yeah. And the absolute chaos of having two geese honking at once was just... So good. And you know, you know I what I didn't... want? I want what? the goose in Smash Brothers. <gasps> yes. And then have you seen the like the memes or the pictures with the goose with the knife in its mouth? Yeah. Oh. Yes. That that's the weapon of choice. And a big honk yeah. to like knock the players away. I always, I always Nintendo, remember... you're sleeping on this. You're sleeping on this. It's, 
I always remember like the memes that you know how like um death comes along and there's like reaping something oh, yes. and he says yeah, yeah. and like it said like no, you see it with dogs sometimes was was i was i a good, was boy? I a good boy and yeah. death goes no you were the bestest of boys and yeah. like there was one with the goose was i a good goose no you were awful <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> you are terrible yes yeah. well i i actually didn't know either and this might be like late news to me i didn't know hollow knight was mm. an aussie title yeah, Adelaide Studio. They, they, this, like I said, there are so many good games, and it, it, it was on the list of of things that we might talk about, but we talked about it a bit last week and didn't really have anything more to add. But there are thirty six Australian game studios at GamesCon. Like thirty six, there is an Australian pavilion at GamesCon, man, and that I just. I love that. I love that's so how good impressive. Doing. Don't we feel so proud? Like I feel really proud. Like you saying that, I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. There's 36 Australian, like yeah. you know. Uh, I think that's wicked. That's yeah. so exciting. I'm so excited. To, uh, I obviously we can't wait to see what comes out of Gamescom. Yeah. Um, so I think there will definitely be a lot to talk about after that. Oh yeah, and I think that's next week, Gamescom. Yeah, not far exciting. away now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been trying for what seems like the last 10 minutes to try and find a segue into this next thing that, to talk about, but it's not <laughs> happening. So I'm just going to say, let's talk about this. Because um, Sony, Sony might be working on a PC game launcher. So like, it seems to be the bane of PC gamers' existence, like whether they're loading up Steam or Epic or GOG or you, whatever Ubisoft's one is or EA. Oh, no, Origin. They, uh, Origin and... And all those those sorts of things because they hate game launches for some reason. And I'm just sitting there going, well, in my console days, if you wanted to play Sonic and you only had a Nintendo, guess what? You either didn't play it or you went and bought a, a, a Sega, whatever. Um, so I don't mind having other launches. But it is an interesting thing because I think Sony have been working on this, uh, this strategy to bring their games to PC. And I... I'd like to think that Microsoft has kind of forced their hand in doing that with seeing how successful they've been with Game Pass and releasing on the Xbox app on PC as well as across Xbox One and the Xbox Series range. Um, but the reason people are starting to think this is because the latest Sony-released PC game, Spider-Man, um, they've been data mining the the game's code and there's found references to a playstation pc launcher um and also things to link to your playstation account so um i mean it wouldn't be unheard of like say microsoft have got got their own launcher so but they're also more in the the pc space than what sony has ever been i think it'll be interesting i don't i don't know like to have a playstation pc games launcher and what they'll have to offer Mm. as opposed to i mean obviously the big competitor being the xbox app or the you know the microsoft store and stuff like that too do you think do you think this is something we'll be seeing soon or Um, like if if we're going to speculate i don't think we'll be seeing this for a good amount of time i i'm not even sure if we'll see it full stop like i Mm. i don't know that Sony's current offering, well, Sony's current offerings definitely aren't big enough to warrant their own launcher. And why would you want to invest in maintaining that environment um, unless 
yeah you're going to release more games that way i guess um and i just want to take this quick little break to say doormat thank you so much for that raid very much appreciate it and we missed thank it a little bit earlier raid. but king zulban thank you for the follow um that was a little while ago as well but thank you we very much appreciate you guys coming in and watching live on twitch.tv slash game on oz um but yeah look i I just did, I, this wasn't on the things I thought I would tick off to see news of. <laughs> yeah, and this thing's very odd, and I'm interested to know what chat also thinks as well, like about the PlayStation PC games launcher, whether this is mm. something that will actually come to fruition or not. Cool. Or whether uh, this is like hint at like obviously bringing more of their exclusive titles to PC, which I mean, I think they will, and how soon that might be. I don't know. I'm still not so sure how how much interest. Like I, I, I haven't seen any any figures around this, but um, also thank you, Reflex, coming in with a raid as well, getting hit left, right, and center with raids. Oh, double raid! Woo! Hey, Thanks, so good. Reflex. We we're just talking about you earlier yeah. too. Uh, we we're just but, talking about Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's to... it. And how apparently you you killed Gamma in Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> he's, he's gone, oh, he knows what we're talking yeah. about now. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of a PlayStation PC launcher, um, look, the, the general feeling around PC gamers is if it's not in Steam, I don't care. Um, Epic kind of gets a look in because they keep giving away free games. So I think there is a huge <laughs> section of the community out there Oh, not just us, but in the like the PC gaming community that mm. have an Epic game account just to download the free games. And I'm guilty of that. I think I bought like one game on the Epic launcher and that was the Evil Dead game. Mm. Um, oh, and, look, Vincenzo's here too. Oh, we Sorry. were talking about you earlier too. We were just too. talking about Vincenzo too. Everyone's ears yeah. have been burning. Um, I don't know if I'm going to sound lazy, but I'm just thinking, oh my God, not another bloody launcher I have to install on my computer. Like well, so I have... I've got all right, all right, okay. as okay. well, like that's its own launcher. All right, I, I'm going to show you this because we're actually on, I'm on my computer at home. So let's ha, ha, have, a, have a look at this. So here's my thing. These are all my launchers right here. Some of them only do one game. Like um, I've got Polarium there because a while back I did a sponsored stream for Raid Shadow Legends. Yes, I did. I'm not, not, <laughs> not even sorry. Um you know, War Thunder launcher Wargaming does the uh, mm. the World of Tanks stuff, and even on this side, you know, you've got all the single launches for Final Fantasy, League of Legends, you know, uh, Magic the Gathering, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, look, launches don't bother me because I've got the tools to have them nice and organised, and I know where oh, I want to go to. So, are you trying to say I'm not organised? Oh, actually, I'm looking at well, my desktop right now and it's very messy just oh. filled with lots of different launches and screenshots and shortcut to applications and things mm. like that but yeah it's just yeah i mean not that not that i'd also be that kind of person that would say oh no i only get my things off steam like i think that's a little bit silly like is there something i really want another launch or like yeah i guess i'll download it but i guess that part of me is like oh not another one <laughs> look if, if that launch has got if the new launch has got something to offer like, yeah, but it has to be sure. doing something different. And that's why I think, like, Epic gets a lot of shit for what's seen as anti-competitive 
stuff by, by going, oh, we've got an exclusive game and and all all the PC gamers go, but put it on Steam. I don't want to use Epic. And there are some valid reasons for that. Like Steam's been around for years and years and years and has really good stuff like the achievements that people, yeah. people like. It, so do you think it's more of a loyalty thing as to people not going over to... I think it's more of uh, it's entrenched. A stubbornness. Yeah, not, not not so much a loyalty thing, but just good. why should I go somewhere else when I've been here for years? It's like like mm. the old man in the flood. They go, oh, I've been here through three different floods. I didn't leave in 1979. I'm not going to leave now either. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, look, it'll be an interesting thing if... if Sony does bring a PlayStation PC games launcher, but I, like I said, I don't think that there's enough PlayStation mm. offerings right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll see it personally any anytime soon. Yeah, not and and even if you started offering different things, like if you offered people the chance to come and sell stuff on your platform, I don't think that would work because, you know. How much money did Epic have to spend to get those exclusive games to them to be that competitive for Steam? You know, and I'm not. Yeah. Sony's, they have all that Fortnite money. <laughs> yeah, well, they got all that Tencent money. <laughs> like, um, but and that's not that Sony's not short on cash either, so they could potentially do it. But I would be asking, why are they doing it? The only only way I can see this becoming a reality if there's some facet of um, of their their PlayStation Plus that they might be looking at going, let's maybe introduce this to PC. PC, and yeah. that that would make sense in in that regard. Perhaps, um, but I'm not sure they're that all in on that service yet. I think they're still dragging mm. their feet a bit. Whether that's because they don't want to do it or whether that's because they're still getting the background technology set up for it, like how they're not allowing um, PS3 streaming in Australia or on the PlayStation mm. Plus here. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Um, and I guess time will tell. And, and really the only thing we've got to go by now is a few lines of code that were data mined out of Spider-Man to say that there's some references to this. And there are references to all sorts of things that get left behind in games just because they haven't... The, 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 the devs didn't get around to remove them or forgot them. Like there was... I forget there was a game somewhere that, that had references to a multiplayer mode which had been scrapped. So it... But oh, that's like still in the code. Yeah, well... Actually, that might have been it. Actually, there, yeah. <laughs> it might have been that there was there was remnants of um, the multiplayer code in there. Um, there, there's even stuff like like even really old games r rather than deleted off the cart. It just got left there and walled off and said, "Hi, oh, they can't mm. get to here without glitching or using external tools." So we're not they yeah. weren't worried about it. So. Well, but, um, I guess uh, only time will tell with this yeah. PC launcher. Then that's it. Uh, maybe not in a week though, because no. I think you know we'll we'll be here next week as well. Actually, you know what? I've been I've been sitting on this for a while um, because I've been waiting to sort of try and find a good way to announce it. But um, a couple of us here at Game on Oz, myself and Pete, are, have officially been confirmed to be on a PAX panel. I know that what? there's a lot of that stuff going around, so we're doing a panel uh, on the the Friday of PAX for um 
for how to run a charity stream and stream and we've gotten in with uh jake truman from wargaming who um they him and uh, his offsider kevin did a, a charity drive for game on cancer at, uh mm-hmm. towards the end of the their anz pl season um and also we've got Shane Bailey from Game on Cancer and a couple of people from uh, Movember as well in on that. So we're going to have a chat about how we can help people, uh, how you can just get some ideas for charity streams and stuff like that and what you want to do and, and, and just, just to make the process a little bit easier. Um, it can be a really daunting thing hmm. to do a charity stream. Um, yep. I'm doing one at the moment for Starlight Game Changers. Mm. Um, but so I'm I'm excited to see this panel. I'll be there front row. I'll be watching. But yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm excited to to put it together too because I've done a couple myself. Um, one for Movember and one for Greatest Shave for a Cure. Um, and Pete himself did one for for Game on Cancer as well a little while ago. So um, so yeah, look, it's it's I'm I'm looking forward. To, I'm just looking forward to going to PAX in general. I can't wait. It's only yeah, a couple of months too. off now. Yeah. Was it October? It's starting to feel a little bit more real. It really is a couple of months off. Like yeah. it, it's oh, two. What, what I've forgotten the exact. Less than two it's months like now. October seventh, I think, somewhere yeah, around there. Seventh, so seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah, so that's less than two months. Probably looking at about seven so weeks. Good. Oh, so exciting it, it's almost at the point where you can legit start talking about it in weeks and not get weird looks yeah <laughs> i love it but uh that's about it for the weekly show love it thanks for everybody for joining it thanks for the raids from reflex and doormat live over on twitch.tv slash game on oz dot say game on oz.com but it's just game on oz uh yeah it's been a blast blast chatting with you about about uh cult of lamb and our bloody good games of the week thanks to aussie broadband and i can't i already can't wait for next week mm, it's good we're gonna we're gonna have so much so much to talk about next oh, week as well so good. especially with gamescom. oh. gamescom and stuff like i have i'm excited who knows maybe i'll cave and get cult of the lamb yeah and discuss i must admit like i got my tax check earlier this week i, I think I, I can't remember i got a memory like a goldfish i think i talked about you know getting the new fridge delivered today um yeah um uh, and i got that with my tax check and i've still got some left over and part of me is going come on at least try cult of the lamb see what it's like <laughs> do it it's good. do it i no- normally i'd go nah 40 bucks i'd rather have that in my wallet but you know i've got a fair bit left over there so maybe maybe no promises. Well, keep us keep us updated. If if you hear <laughs> if you hear random screaming somewhere, then you'll know what's going on. It's there. probably you. Yeah, that's probably me. But anyway, <laughs> once again, I think I, I think I've tried to say goodbye like three times now. So this is it. Bye, everybody. <laughs>